You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, episode 30 with Cornell Thomas. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Trailblazers podcast. Today, we're talking with Cornell Thomas. Cornell and I met through a mutual friend, Amy J. this summer. And, you know, as we began talking and he was sharing his story with me, I felt this immediate draw to his vision and his mission. You know, when you meet someone for the first time and you guys just end up talking for a long time. We are kindred spirits. We're entrepreneurs, both reaching for big dreams and determined to bring a ton of positive into the world. Cornell is an author, speaker, and coach who thought that his purpose in life was to play professional basketball. Well, finally received a contract to play professional basketball in Portugal, a dream he had had from he was a a young kid. But a couple weeks before he was actually supposed to leave for Portugal, he suffered a career ending injury. And that led to his, his, his real purpose in life. In 2010, Cornell decided he wanted to to start a new movement and he began writing motivational quotes. Those quotes eventually led to him writing a blog. That blog led to him writing his first book, Power of Positivity, Controlling Where the Ball Bounces. In 2011, Cornell realized his true purpose, and that was to inspire and motivate others. He's spoken all over the United States, sharing his story with people from all walks of life. And Cornell really dares us to say, what now, instead of why me, when we find ourselves faced with adversity. Trailblazers, I know today's interview is sure to inspire and motivate you. So without further delay, here is Cornell Thomas. Cornell, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an honor to be on it. Your story is amazing, right? You shared a little bit about you know your desire to play basketball professionally. Yeah. Man, what what a cliffhanger, <laughs> you know, being able to to realize that dream and have it taken away from you right before you realized the ability to play. It, it was in Portugal. Ah, uh, yes, in Lisbon, yeah. And so you shared that you know that injury, career-ending injury, happened back in two thousand and three, mm-hmm. and your story picks up to twenty ten when you began this movement yeah. that we're we're going to talk about here in a minute. Before we get going, I'd love you to kind of talk to me about what happened during that dash, right? What happened between 03 and, and 2010? What was that valley like? Yeah, well, it was it was very tough when I first got injured because, like you said, everything from 16 years old to that point was just basketball. And my why was to make sure that my mom, Tina Thomas, I always say the great Tina Thomas, uh, never had to work again. So I had such a Mm. why and such a powerful purpose Um, when I got injured. It was just like my world as I knew it just shut down. Devastating. It was devastating. So I was in complete. I tell people all the time I was in complete why me mode. You know, when adversity happens to you, you curse the heavens, you curse everything. You're like, what is going on? And when I changed my mindset and thought about my mom and realized that she raised, you know, five kids on her own with no money since I was four. And just realized my mom was all about solutions. She wasn't about her problems. Right. So that's what the big shift for me was, is, okay, this injury happened. Now what are you going to do? 
Mm. And so when I work myself back, you know, it's funny, Stephen, you, you see these signs, the universe gives you these signs, like you're not supposed to go down this route. You're supposed to go somewhere else. Right. And things just started popping up. I went to this camp in uh, Alabama, this pro camp in Alabama, uh, me and a really good friend of mine. And, you know, there's some disgruntled uh, participants that got kicked out of the camp, you know, the, at the beginning of the week. So needless to say, at the end of the week, uh, me and a good friend of mine walked out into the shuttle to go back to our hotel. And these guys came back in and they had handguns. And they, you know, were sh shooting in the gym and someone that was participating in the camp with dreams of playing professional basketball lost his life. Wow. And I was about five minutes away from that. So I started wow. seeing these things that were like, you know, dude, basketball is not for you. You just got to open your eyes and realize it. So I started coaching basketball 2004, uh, 2005. I got my first job uh, coaching basketball at a, at a junior college, Sussex County College, where I played basketball at. And this is before Coach Carter. And I was like that Coach Carter type person because I had right. second and third chance kids whose parents just dropped them off. Inner city kids, his parents dropped them off and said, hey, make my son into a man. I'll see you in two years. And, wow. And uh, the problem was, is these kids were boys. They didn't realize, you know, just like I didn't realize at that age what it took. And you got to go to class and you have to be a good teammate and you have to buy in. And, and, uh, and that's what I was doing. I was just coaching basketball and, you know, really uh, – mentoring young men and then I mm -hmm. business crossroads basketball where I started training kids and I started seeing these kids accomplish all these amazing goals and dreams that they had and it kind of spoke to me that my real purpose on on this earth is to serve others and help other people it wasn't about me playing professional basketball wow so w what was the transition from that to power of positivity yeah so it's funny I'd say about five years ago I was on Facebook and I'm going through my timeline. And if you want to be depressed, just look at your timeline. Like if you, if you want to hate life, just take a minute and just read your timeline, especially right now. So it's I tell you what, man, you know, I, I'm almost deliberate right now yeah. to do what I need to do in social and get off. I'm the same way. For that, for that reason. So I can't, I can't consume too much of it. It's insane, Steven. It's, it's, it's almost needed self-care yeah. to not be in social right now. <laughs> It's insane. So I'm reading for whatever reason, boredom, it was early in the morning, what have you. I'm reading my timeline and it's just the same old negative rhetoric. Like, I hate my boyfriend. I hate my wife. Like people are like, I hate my cat. I'm like, how the hell do you hate your cat? Like what's happening? Um, um, I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to start a new movement. I had this book of positive quotations. I said, I'm going to every day I'm going to wake up, I wake up super early in the morning. I want to take a positive quote and put it on my timeline and see what happens. So I started doing it. And even the drama bombs, even the people are the most negative people on my friend list started liking it. And one day I lost the book and I wrote my own wow. quote and people still liked it. So I'm like, screw the book. I'm just going to make my own quote. Right. I'm make my own quote every day. And about a couple of months went by and a good friend of mine said, see, where do you get your quotes from? I said, well, you know, I just make them up when I wake up. And he goes, dude, you should write a blog. I'm like, that's a great idea. What's a blog? <laughs> that's a <good laughs> idea. And he goes, yeah, you know, you just get on a WordPress site and blah, blah, blah. So we're sitting in Panera Bread and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to write a blog. Can you Can you hook it up? And she got to WordPress and I wrote my first blog, which is called Risk. And 
a couple months after that, I started seeing the response that it had and saw the people from all over the country were checking up on them and looking for them every Saturday. So the same mm. friend said, hey, what if you wrote a book? I said, well, how do you do that? She's like, oh, you can write it yourself. I said, okay. So I wrote my first book, The Power of Positivity, Controlling Where the Ball Bounces. In short, wow. that I just went on. Um, I started just going around, going out and speaking. First people I spoke in front of was 10 people. Dude, you have to tell a story. <laughs> so, so before, before, um, you know, when you, I say it to people all the time, you got to see it before, you know, so you can be it. Right. So on my Twitter account, I had Cornell Thomas and I put speaker. Now, unbeknownst to anybody else, the only speaking I've ever done beforehand was to kids that wore basketball shorts. You know, I spoke at like a couple of basketball camps. Right. So there's these guys, um, uh, Dave and Troy, uh, their brand is called Ula. And they were like, hey, would you write a guest blog for us? And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And I wrote a guest blog and we started talking. We had a really good you know, friendship. And they're like, we're doing an event in Vegas. Would you come and speak? And before I even thought about it, I said, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> then they informed me that it was like 150 to 200 chiropractors and it had to be a PowerPoint. I've done a PowerPoint since I was in high school. So I'm like, all right. So I fly out there. They have no idea that I've never really spoke before. This is like the first time I do my speech. The speech went really well. These guys come run up to me after the speech. They give me this big hug. Like, man, how long have you been speaking for? And I was like, about 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just shocked. They were like, what? They're like, it, it was so natural. I said, well, this is my purpose. And I said, you know, this is this is what I'm meant to do. So I didn't feel the nervousness I felt before I started opening my mouth. I said, all that subsided once I started speaking. I, I realized at that moment on that stage in front of 200 doctors that I was, to put, I was supposed to do what I'm doing right now. Dude, that... that I, when you shared that, that was that was moving to the man. What what did your wife have to say about all this? Well, my wife knows I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, she's known that for a very long time. She's no, you know, she played college basketball where I did in North Dakota. So she she'd be the one rebounding for me at two o'clock in the morning when I was dreaming of playing professional basketball. And now she's she just knows that my goal is really to make the the, the world a better place and take action to do it. So. She's just like, anything I tell her, she's just not surprised. She's like, okay, this guy's nuts. So when I told her I was going to Vegas, she was just like, what are you going to Vegas for? I said, I'm going to speak. And she goes, to who? I said, yeah, a bunch of chiropractors. And she just looked at me and like just shook her head and laughed and just walked away. <laughs> like she wasn't, I could have been like, yeah, I'm speaking in front of 200 unicorns. It wouldn't even have like, she wouldn't even have broke stride. She's like, okay. And she just kind of walked off like, this guy's nuts. There's a reason he's doing it, but this guy's nuts. We're, we're blessed men, Cornel. Yes. I'm so thankful. <laughs> so tell me, you know, how, how, so how long has Power of Positivity as a movement been, been in place? Um, It's been in place now going on four years. Four years. Um, but it started, I really do think it started when probably my earliest memory of my mom saying everything happens for a reason right. was I was about four, uh, about five years old. So my mom planted that seed when I was really young. Right. It's um. I think it happened way back then. It's just now I actually realize I have a, a you know direct path on what I'm going to do with it and how I'm going to shape that to help other people. Right. Right. So what has been the most amazing thing that's happened since you started the the movement four years ago? Oh, my gosh. That is that's a good question. I know a lot has happened. Man, that's but a good question. What's been the most amazing thing? Man, Stephen, I would tell you. There's been a lot of great things. Uh, I would say one of the most amazing things, and I'm not going to say her name because she's she's so humble and she killed me. So when I first <laughs> did, uh, wrote the Power of Positivity, I noticed that there was you know a woman 
that was retweeting a lot of my tweets, a lot of my quotes. And I asked her, I said, hey, you know what? Can you, this is about three years ago. I said, do me a favor. Can you send me your mailing address? And she mm. sent me her mailing address and was in Vietnam. So wow. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm this lady from Vietnam. So I told my wife, I was like, I'm sending her a book. I was like, she's unbelievable. She's always supporting me. She's always saying nice things. So I just sent her a book. You know, my book's $11.50. I sent it out. And uh, a week later, she does this big post about getting my book. And her and her husband love it. And, you know, it's helped change their life. And this past summer, I have a to-do list in my, in my computer, not a bucket list. Bucket list to me is a negative connotation. Like, what are you going to do before you die? Like, I don't want to think about that. Like, it's just a to-do list. Like, what I want to do. So one of the things I wrote is I want to meet Tony Robbins. Uh, he's one of the right. top guy in my profession. So I want to meet him and learn from him. So I get this message from this lady. And she goes, Cornell, let me ask you a question. If I paid for you to go to this Tony Robbins seminar in December, would you go? Stop lying. Even I can't make this up. So the first thing I do is I call my mom. And I said, Mom, if I was gone for five nights, could you help Melissa with the kids? Because before any of <laughs> I want to make sure that I accumulate enough brownie points where I can actually go for five nights to this date with Destiny thing um, in Florida. And so my mom goes, sure, baby, I do it in a second, no problem. So then I'm like, now it's time to call the wife. So I call my mom. <laughs> I said, hey, Melissa, just a quick question. I said, if my mom stayed for like five nights, would you be okay? And she goes, didn't you write in your to-do list you want to meet Tony Robbins? And I said, yeah. She goes, then shouldn't you go? Right. And she hit me with my own stuff, Stephen. And that like boggled my mind. It's okay. So I wrote back to this lady. I said, look. I don't want to put you out. She goes, as easy as it was for you to send me that book, that's how easy it is for me and my husband to send you through this. So wow. I'm like blown away. So I say yes. 15 minutes later, I get a confirmation from... Stop lying. Stephen, 15 minutes. I get a confirmation from the Waldorf Astoria. Now, I, I knew that hotel because of Annie. <laughs> the reason I knew what it was. The bill was like $3,500 paid for for six nights, the hotel. And then I, I see the ticket prices for the Tony Robbins seminar, Day with Destiny. And we were in something called the Diamond Club. And that was another $10,000. So the $11.50 book that I sent came back $13,500. In terms of going and going to meet, you know, Tony Robbins and experience Date with Destiny. And, and the first day I raised my hand, he called on me and I had a five minute conversation with him about that, that story about me speaking for the first time. And I tell people all the time, I said, when you give without expectations, you give back exponentially. And just to understand that and know when you give from your heart and you don't want anything in return, it always comes back to you more. And it, it, it just blew me away. I still thank her. This was it happened in December. I thank her all the time now. You know, I'm like, I can't believe that you, you know, you blessed me with this. And I, I really appreciate it. But she, the book, just the gesture of sending this book just blew her away. And she wanted to help, she wanted to return the favor. Well, it's clear, Cornell, that the impact that you had over a period of time, mm -hmm. you have no idea the power of your words as episode 16 Sean Dove actually shared you know a message about the power of the words that we have and impact it has on people yes right you have no idea how much you might have had an impact with those daily quotations yeah. that might have lifted her and provided her the ability to earn whatever it was yeah. in multiples mm -hmm. 
to be able to return that to you. You, don't, you we have no idea what sure. what led to that point, right? But yep. clearly, it it was nothing. It, you know, the the money wasn't a, a factor. Yep. You know, she wanted to return something that was much more valuable, sure. right? Than than just the money. So, yeah. yeah, man, that's that's an amazing story. I appreciate you sharing that one. No problem. It blow it blows me away. Um, I'm sure there's a Kanye verse where he said, uh, "People never get the flowers when they can still smell them." Right. And that reminds me of exactly what you just said. And sometimes you don't know because you know, maybe no one, someone hasn't said, hey, you know what, Steven, you know, this episode blew me away. And I get that sometimes. And you, I know you get it sometimes from, from trailblazers and just who you are. People tell you how you've impacted them. But you're so right. You don't know how far your reach goes until someone actually sits you down and says, hey, you know what, this impacted me this way. Yeah, I mean, think about it, right? You could have saved their marriage. You could have sure. helped somebody, you know, through any kind of issue, relationship, health, sure. job, like, just think of the impact of those words being able to change the course yeah. of life. Yeah, man. You know, that's that's great. Yeah. That, that's that's awesome to hear that. Do you think that, you know, as, as we're talking about this, mm-hmm. do you think most people today in general are unhappy with themselves and their lives? Yeah, I think they are. And... I think the reason that most people are unhappy is because they settle in life. And when you settle in life, I mean, it's funny that we were called settlers, you know, in the beginning, because there are so many settlers that are all over this world. People Mm. settle in relationships. They settle in the workplace. They settle with just an average life. And they think that what we're supposed to do on this earth is just exist, consume and die. And they don't realize that there's so much more out there for us if your mind is open to it. I, I feel that. Oh, I'm sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just like thinking. You know, like why are we minimizing our expectations and and placing those limits on ourselves? Yeah. Well, think when you're little, right? When you're younger, you're. It, it's crazy to think this way, but when you're younger, it's like a certain amount of almost like programming, right? Where mm-hmm. you're taught, okay, well. Go to school, Stephen, and then, you know, go to college. And after sure. college, get your get your house with your two and a half kids and white picket fence. Then work a job that's gonna pay the bills and support your family. For thirty years. <laughs> you know, and then then die. And uh that's it. You know, and no one tells you when you're little or not a lot of people tell you when you're little, Hey, you know what, Stephen, you know, after high school, maybe you won't go to college. Maybe you'll open up your own business. Maybe you'll, you know, join Habitat for Humanity. Maybe you'll do this and maybe you won't have a white picket fence. Maybe you'll live off the land. Like, you know, it, you, you're only given a couple of options and there are so many more options out there for you um, if you just open your mind to it. It's like when you buy a car for the first time, you see that darn car everywhere. Right? And you're like, I've never seen this freaking uh, Mitsubishi Galant anywhere. And now I see it all over the place. You know, it's the right. same thing when you open your mind up to do new possibilities. Opportunities fall out the sky. I mean, look how we met. I mean, I met you without even meeting you. I met right. you through someone. Yes. Because me and you are both magnets. We attract positive people in our lives. And that's how we met. You know, so um, I really do believe that people settle because they just don't understand how much is out there for them. Mm, so true, man. I've been been telling people recently, you know, limitations are for credit cards. Ooh, I love that. You, you, you really kind of need to lift those limits. <laughs> I love that. I'm, st- I'm just so you know, I'm, I'm writing this down and stealing it. I, just want to tell you, I, I steal all the time. So just it's a form of flattery. So 
I'm just going to steal that one. I love that. So tell us, tell us a little bit more about your, your summit. Sure. So I was, while I was at the Tony Robbins seminar in December, um, that was the second one I went to, um, in about three or four months. I was in one the summer before and I noticed something being at this seminar. And when you go to any seminar, you're in a bubble. So mm-hmm. it kind of makes you feel that you can tackle the world for that two or three days. And right. then you go home and you're out your bubble and life happens. Like, <laughs> you know, you got kids, you, got That's job, right. <laughs> you know, and all that positive stuff that you just heard. You're like, wait a second. This kid just threw up on me. I'm late for work. Like you forget everything, you know? So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, well, why not run something of my own? But why not make it a little bit different mm-hmm. instead of just having people come up and speak? Why not have speak people from speakers from all different races, genders, ethnicities, whatever, like the world's supposed to like be part of the dais. And then why not have a give back component? Mm. So instead of just sitting down and talking about changing the world, why don't we take a day and go change the world and change it? I have two like if I have two wow. people at my disposal that are talking about change, then let's go do it. You know, so I'm I'm always someone that's like, let's roll up our sleeves and get dirty. Like, I, I never want to sit here and talk to you from the couch about, Steven, me and you are going to change something. I and mean, I'm going to sit here on the couch and eat bonbons and hopefully it happens. You know, <laughs> it's not going to happen that way. So I wanted to give have that give back component and have yeah amazing speakers and have people that are going to give you value. But I also want to let you realize that make people realize like, dude, it's not about just you. You might think that you're coming here for self-development and you are in some aspect, but it's also about other people. And if you're serious about making a change, yeah, you have to make the change in yourself. But why not impact another life while you're doing it? Right. That's what I thought I think is going to make the Positivity Summit just so different. And the the group that I have, such an eclectic group of speakers. I mean, we have a couple of people from England. We have people from Vegas, L.A., New York, you know, and it's just all different kind of people. It's like the way the world should look. And we're all going to coexist and, you know, rock this stage. And then I'm going to put people on four charter buses. We're going to go to an unnamed uh, location, that's the surprise, mm. and we're going to go out and spread the love and, and cause a ripple effect that's going to last for a very long time. Dude, I love that. That's awesome. Thank that's you. really exciting. That is that is very different than anything I've I've really heard. And to your point, it's so true. You know, I just got back from a conference yeah. a, a couple weeks ago, and you know, you're spot on. I mean, every time you attend a conference, you know, you come home high on <laughs> inspiration and you know all this knowledge. And, you know, it's it's like, hey, you know, as you said, as a dad, it's like, hey, I still got a dirty diaper for you to change. Come on over here. <laughs> like as soon as you walk back in the house. To, steal those thoughts uh, from you. Yeah. As soon as you walk back in the house, I mean, you have a two-year-old. The, right. the diaper is in hand. Like, right. hey, great to see you, babe. Guess what I've been with all day for the last few That's days right. while you've been gone. Take care That's of right. this. You know, it's it's a it's a thing that I think some people that are naysayers to workshops, I think it's one of the things that makes them a naysayer because they might go to a workshop and then when they go home, they don't know how to transfer that energy and could sustain that energy. So it's kind of they go home they're like, well, that was great. Now I'm back being negative again or now I'm back, you know, going to the same dead end job. And I think when you give to people, the feeling never goes away. 
it, it, you know, I, I'm going to come home and I'm still going to have my kids. I'm still going to have things that happen that, you know, some adverse situations that happen to me. We all are. But that feeling of giving to someone else that needed it, that never goes away. No matter how hard you try to suppress it, it's always there. Right. And I think, too, you know, to to even piggyback on that, I mean, we could stay at home right now and go say, okay, you know, we're going to go volunteer. Mm -hmm. You probably take part in a volunteer activity of some sort in your own community. But the, uh, I think you're talking about being in an environment where there's community and there is uh, a sense of doing stuff together yeah. Yeah. Uh, with, with, within that environment and giving on top of it, I guess, you know, speak to that for a second. Yeah. Cause why do I take time off? Right. Yeah. Why, you know, I'm, I'm still working full time. Sure. Right. So why do I take PTO from work? Right. The person listening to this right now, you know, share with them what's different about positivity summit that would be different than me just giving somewhere locally. Sure. Uh, the difference is this, the difference is, and you think, I think you just, you, you touched on a little bit, but you're hundred percent. Yeah. You know, coming from a basketball background, <laughs> Right. I am all about teamwork. You know, people say teamwork makes the dream work and et cetera, et cetera. And there's, you know, it's 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 we and not me and, and any other antidote you want to use. I think the difference between the Positivity Summit is when you go to these workshops, you meet the person to the left of you and you meet the person to the right of you. In this one, you're going to be getting dirty, like getting your jersey dirty <laughs> with Everybody, like you're going to know every single person's name and there's only 200 people, every uh, person's name. And you can't, I don't, Steven, you're powerful. You know, I'm powerful, but there's no way we can change the planet by ourselves. There's no way. So we have to recruit. And for me, the positivity summit is a call to a movement that is going to be so big. There's going to mark my words on this. We'll go back. Me and you'll go back to this. You know, a couple years down the road, where we're going to have an annual give back day. Like they're going to mm. give back day, and we're going to. I'm going to say I was on the Trailblazers um, podcast. You're going to be too big to even talk to me by then. But if you whatever, man. <laughs> if you still talk to me, I'm, you know, I was on the Trailblazers, you know, podcast with my man Stephen Hart, and I said, I, I said we're going to have a give back day, and now look, this is National Give Back Day. You know, so uh, I think just being in that environment with people that want change and then just going out as a team and doing it together. You know, that movie 300 came out and everybody loved the, the effects and all that other stuff. The thing I loved about the movie 300 is how they battled together. Like I couldn't move an inch without you moving an inch. And right. there's this um, African um, phrase called Ubuntu. And it means we are because of one another. Like, I'm only as good as you are, and you are mm. as good as I am. And that is the theme for the summit. We're only as good as each other. You know, so let's go make each other better, and let's make the world a better place together. Right. Nice. Dude, I'm, I'm excited for you. I, I'm grateful that you have this opportunity and that you are taking action on it and seeing it through. And I, you know, I look forward to seeing what transpires, what, you know, what stories come of, of, of this secret activity yeah. that you have planned. Yeah. Exciting. So tell me, you know, man, you've, you've moved from in this talk we've we've seen your journey mm-hmm. through you pushing through these walls mm-hmm. that came your way. You've authored, you know, books and now you're doing events and, and all this. What do you do to actually push yourself to to new and higher heights and, and, and keep from really getting caught in, in comfort zones yeah. with your work? 
what I do off, like out of work, really helps me for work. So I've been mm. doing uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for nine and a half years under uh, Henzo Gracie. And uh, it, literally, Jiu-Jitsu is, um, it is like it's human chess, pretty much. And you can never, ever master it, ever. Wow. And I also do yoga, and it's the same thing. You can never, ever master yoga. You're always a student in jiu-jitsu. You're always a student in yoga. It's just something that pushes you to the point where you're egoless. You can't have an ego if you do it. You're, you're going to get too frustrated and stop doing it. So that those activities really center me. And mm. anything that makes my mind, like, makes me question, like, okay, how are you going to get out of this? Or, man, can you get through this pose while this old lady in front of you does it flawlessly? Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what, you're shaking like a leaf right now. Are you going to cry? Like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so I, the, those things really center me, and it, it really sets me throughout my day. Because I feel like if people have been trying to choke me out for the last hour and a half, how hard can my the rest of my day be? You know, like if I if in 120 degrees in here and I'm holding some animal pose forever and I feel like I'm, I'm about <laughs> to die, how hard is my day going to be? So I always set the bar higher than anybody else will ever set it for me, mm. and that's my goal. Like I, you know, I have a I had a blog a long time ago called the High Jump. And I talked about, I shared the story how I was a senior in high school. It was my first time doing a high jump. I was a basketball player and I was jumping over five foot ten. And I'm like, man, you know, I'm winning all these dual meets. It's five foot ten. Like I'm in high school, so like I'm beating most of the kids. And we had this meet against this high school. I'll never forget Hanover Park. And I'm like, I jumped over five ten. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, man, this guy is good. And I'm like, my swagger level's like seven thousand. I'm like, yeah, I'm the man. <laughs> to the right of me. And there's this like tall dude and he has on a warm-up jacket. And he oh, in at six foot two. Wow. It, he just was jumping he was just waiting. <laughs> he was waiting to see if anybody would even get to six foot two so he can start his jumping. <laughs> there are people who have a higher bar than me. So I want to make sure to set the bar for myself so high where I never have someone take off their warm-up jacket after I'm already done. <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> I love these stories, man. They're great. <laughs> I a ton of them, man. I, I, just, I have such a, a great memory when it comes to these things because every little thing I look at as a learning experience, even before the positivity stuff, everything that's happened in my life. I mean, my mom sometimes, she's like, how did you remember this? You were like four. And I was like, I don't know, mom, I just remember it. You know, I, I think that we have our memories for a reason. There's some things that just are ingrained in us that aren't going anywhere. And that is a story that I will share with my kids, their kids, right. as long as I can. So, Corey, now, we, we both know, right, from a business standpoint, we're both entrepreneurs. Yep. Um, that we can both agree to. Sure. <laughs> Oftentimes, we don't take into account, you know, just how much our wives and our families yeah. are part of the success or failures of these endeavors that we jump into, right? Yeah. How are you able to get your family to buy into your big entrepreneurial dreams? Yeah, that, that is such a great question. And I will say it right now, all the success that I've had to this point and to the success I'm going to have after this point wouldn't be possible without my wife. Mm -hmm. And having kids, you know, like you do as well, we know that when we're gone, they hold it down 
for us. Like, that's right. I mean, they hold the house together. And when we come back, I mean, it's, it's easier for us to get on a plane and speak or get on a plane and go to a workshop that's going to be empowering and then come back home, you know, and they're, they've gone through war, you know, with our, with the two kids or three kids or whatever they have it. So for me, uh, I think having an open line of communication is so important. And I used to go about kind of just keeping my dreams to myself. And just saying, hey, you know, babe, I'll show you, I'll show you, I'll show you, and not sharing them. And she was in the dark. And I'll never forget, this is pivotal a couple of years ago where she's like, why don't you tell me where you're, you know, where you're going? Like, why don't you tell me where your, where your mind is taking you? Like, what are you thinking? And I was like, mm. oh, you want to, I didn't want to bog you down. I didn't, she's like, no, I want to know, like, what you, what do you want to do with it? And I right. sat down and had a conversation. And I said, I share my to-do list with her. I said, this is what I want to do. I said, your husband is going to help change the planet. And I said, this is how I'm going to do it. And I showed her my action steps and how I'm going to do it. And it makes it so much easier because now when I say, hey, babe, I got to go on a plane. Um, I, like I went to San Jose for a day and a half. You know, I said to meet a network, a, a connector um, like yourself. And when I say that now, she knows, she realizes it's all part of the big plan. So communication is so key and don't, don't keep them in the dark and never right. you're successful without them because without them, you would not be successful. That's right. Absolutely right. So that said, how do you define success? To me, I decide, I define a success, someone who is doing what they love every single day and getting paid for it and helping others while they're doing their their passion or whatever their passion is. So it's it's a couple of things. It's doing what you love, it's getting compensated for it, and it's helping others on your mission. Wow, that's great. What are you most grateful for in life right now? Oh, my, my family, not even close. My family, my son and my daughter and my wife, they are uh, they're honestly, that's what I think the universe for every day. You know, there's people that have pra- uh, gratitude practices that before they go to sleep, they write down what they're grateful for, which is a great, you know, great idea, great practice. My family's always on the top, even on the worst days, it's my family, you know, because uh, they have really changed who I was, helped me evolve as a person. You know, um, you never know love until you hold your kid in your arms for the first time. And uh, it's it's just it's changed who I am. I mean, I, there was two years ago the Super Bowl had four father son commercials in a row, and I teared up on every single freaking. <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing to be Budweiser? Like I, I it is just it's so powerful. And uh, you know, my family is that that those are my that's what I'm most grateful for every day. Interesting, you shared that today. I was listening to a podcast with. One of my favorite podcasts mm-hmm. is Lewis Howe's The School of Greatness. Okay. And I was actually listening to an episode he did with a musical group, Cruella. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And he had asked uh, one of the sisters to define success. Mm-hmm. And she said, success is defined by the happiness of your kids. Ooh, love it. And I was like, wow, like, you know, it really kind of yeah. just threw a curveball at that, right? Yeah. You know, everyone goes for wealth in a different light, you know, but think of that wealth. Yeah, that's huge. Right. Was he just blown away? I mean, there had to be like a 30 second silence after that. That. <laughs> That's that's the you know they they just got a new listener I gotta I don't know what they sing but I'm gonna have to go check them out Cruella <laughs> just for that answer alone I'll, I'll share that episode with you I appreciate for it. sure 
you know, man, you've you've poured out so much wisdom tonight in in this episode, and you know, this is the part of of our um our show that we like to have you share some resources sure. that might help us take a step forward, right, on our own journey. Yeah. So, what's one book you've read in the past year that's inspired you most? Um, I would say one book that is really just unbelievable is a book called How to Be Interesting by Jessica Hagee. How to Be Interesting. How to Be Interesting by Jessica Hagee. Um, I would, man, I want to share two. I really do want to share. Sure, go ahead. There's another one, The Art of Nonconformity, and that's by Chris, and I'm just going to spell his name so I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a G-U-I-L-L-E-B-R-E-A-U. And those two books, the How to Be Interesting by Jessica Hagee and The Art of Nonconformity, those two books are just two amazing books. And they're not, you know, super long, they're short reads. I just I just love that. I mean the Jessica Hagee book she used like it's almost like she's using like math equation graphs. It just it's just cool. Like I pick them up. Like she has one line in there and she goes she says something like, Not everyone's gonna understand you, not everyone's gonna embrace you. Not everyone's going to appreciate you, and that's okay. You know, like just simple mm. things like that on a page that I really I like people that, and I, that's the way I write. I write in layman's terms. I don't right. use million dollar words just to appease my ego and make people think that oh he's really smart. I write stuff where anybody can pick it up. If my book fell in a trash can and someone picked it up, that was in sixth grade, seventh grade, they can read it and at least understand okay, the words and concepts. Right. That's good. That's important, man. That's the important part, right? Yeah, for sure. And connect it. So what's something small you've done this month that you're proud of? Something small that I've done that, uh, this month that I'm proud of. I spoke in Brooklyn this past weekend to a Weight Watchers group. Wow. And it was it was it was very interesting because they were, you know, loving it and they were amped up, but one lady thought that I was part of Weight Watchers, so she kept asking me about the point system. <laughs> like right in the middle of the speech, she was like, "How do you get twenty points?" She's an older lady. I was like, "How do you get twenty points?" And I was like, "You know, I just go with it." I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm not part of Weight Watchers, but you know, I'm just speaking to." Her. And she's like, "So." How's the point system work? And it just really like I'm telling you, Stephen. I mean, some people, your speakers are like they get caught off guard. I love crazy stuff like that. Like when I speak and nutty stuff happens, it just makes me laugh because I just go with it. You know, I just kind of improv and go off the script. So I got a chance to talk to a couple of really cool people that this past weekend. One lady who just lost her husband about three months ago, three and a half months ago. And we had a, we had an unbelievable conversation. I gave her my information, told her to reach out to me so we can talk some more and just kind of helping her guide that path and uh, her, her new path. And I, I tell people all the time when I talk about positivity, I'm not saying it like a deity. I'm not saying it like I'm on some mountain. Positivity is not the absence of human emotion. It is okay to mourn. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to get upset sometimes. Positivity is not living in that negative emotion. That's what positivity is. And uh, we just had a great conversation. Being, a, being able to, to share some words with her and talk with her was great. That's awesome. Cornell, name, name an online resource 
It could be an app, software, or tool that you use every day that you can't live without. Uh, online, I would say it would have to be that I can't live without. I'd say Twitter, maybe. You use Twitter a lot? I, I use Twitter. every. I, that's how I post my quotes. I post them on Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and Facebook every day. So I feel like I would have to use them just because I want people to wake up and be inspired. So those are the those are the, the uh, social media uh, platforms that I use every day just to post the quotes. We definitely will have you share those those links here in a second. Before we wrap up, I just want to invite you to take uh, you know take a couple minutes mm-hmm. and impart an inspiring message, a, a positive message yeah. that will help our listeners to elevate their game and blaze their trail. Sure. Well, I, I will tell you this and. I have a chapter. There's a chapter in my upcoming book that's going to be out in September, and it's called I've Been There. And I go through all of the things that I've been through currently in the past, all the adversity that I've fought through and have gotten to where I am right now. And I'm letting you know that you're going to have some battle scars. You're going to have some bruises when you're a dream chaser, when you're a trailblazer. There are going to be plenty of obstacles that are going to come in your way. But mm-hmm. <laughs> despite that, understand that there's not one good movie, not one good comeback story that starts off with the the with no antagonist. You know that starts off with a smooth road. Right. The road less traveled is always the road to greatness because there's never any headlights on that road. That's the road that's not smooth. That's the road where things are going to happen. They're going to kind of push you back to the starting line again. But that's love that. Like, love that. Love that. Love that. Cornell, how will the world be different because you are here? Well, first and foremost, through my kids, uh, they're going to be raised the right way and to be accepting and and love everyone and not judge a book by its color. Uh, And and secondly, uh, through the Positivity Summits, it's going to be something that is going to be around long after I'm gone. My father, they just named the street after my father uh, three years ago in the city of Passaic, New Jersey, Bobby Thomas Way. And he's, you know, he's been, uh, he passed away 37 years ago. So uh, that positivity summit is going to be something long after I'm gone. People are still going to be doing it. Still, people are still going to be helping each other and loving each other. And uh, that's something that I'm going to be extremely proud of. I'm so happy that Amy facilitated this introduction and yeah, big up Amy. And, you know, I just want to say thanks, man, for coming on the podcast and just sharing your wisdom and your journey and so many stories that have, uh, have, you know, happened along the way to bring you to the point where you are right now. And I'm happy to, to help facilitate this, capturing this milestone and this point that you are at right now, because you're, you're kind of at a sweet spot where you're about to pivot to a newer, a new high yeah. that I feel is going to come from, from the summit. I'm, I'm really excited about what, what, what new chapter that brings. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you have another book coming out, which is awesome yeah. as well. So, yeah. you know, tell us, tell us, you know, before we let you go, yeah. tell us how we can stay connected to you and how we can get more information about the summit. Sure. Well, if you, to uh, stay connected with me through social media, I'm on Facebook. It's just, it's easy. Cornell Thomas on Instagram, Cornell Thomas 34 on Twitter. It's at Cornell Thomas. I'm not very creative with my names. And uh, if you go to number 5 starterscom you get a free video. Uh, it's my I call it my five starters of positivity, 
And to hear about the, to learn more about the Positivity Summit, it's cornell-thomas.com slash positivity.summit. Or you can just go to cornell-thomas.com and click on events and the Positivity Summit's there, registration's there. And I look forward to seeing you. I'm going to bribe Stephen Hart to get away for two and a half days to come to it. So, um, <laughs> you know, if I have that, if they have that trailblazer there, I know for a fact we'll fill it up in about another week or two. So come out and, and, and join the movement. There you go. There you go. I'm going to, for everyone listening, I'm going to post links to all the resources and web links that we discussed in, in today's episode on our show notes page at tvpod.com slash Cornell Thomas. Cornell, thanks again, man. I really appreciate having you on. You're part of the Trailblazer family now. Love it. Uh, we, we look forward to, to having you back on again at some future point. Anytime you need me, I can't thank you enough. Uh, me and you could have probably talked for another nine hours. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't thank you enough. It's, it's an honor for me to be on the Trailblazer family and anything you guys ever need from me, I'm a, I'm a phone call, text away. Awesome. Thanks again, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of the book recommendations and resources that were mentioned from today's episode on our show notes page at tbpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the podcast, I just want to say welcome. We are so happy to have you here. We encourage you to hit that subscribe button on your iTunes app or in whatever app you're listening to the podcast right now. Then I want you to go back and browse through some of our past episodes. Some really amazing episodes are back there. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content and you're already subscribed, I would really appreciate you continuing to share and invite your friends, family, and colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. I want you to go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers.